is up, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, our movie hangout show. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and I am joined by the usual four-man crew to start the day. Um, hopefully, Keith will be joining us today. If not, that's okay. We'll see him soon. But I'm going to go ahead and introduce the rest of the crew, see how everybody's doing today. Brian, how are you doing on this Tuesday, man? Uh, good. Just Viral every- sensation. Yes. Just a normal <laughs> Viral Brian. sensation. <laughs> Brian made it. He made it. He's guys. I hate to break it to you, everyone watching, but this is officially Brian Avlacino's last show. Stop. He has made the big leagues. No, <laughs> trending stop. on Twitter. I literally just made a funny little tweet because I was hoping some of my movie friend nerds would get mad at each other and start arguments over which ones that they would get rid of, and. I don't know how it did you make that image? (laughs) I just went on. I just went into paint. That's Jake showed me because you could have just found it and shared it and then it went viral, but you actually put it together yourself. That's pretty cool. I know it's funny because when this was all happening, I'm texting Jake going, damn it. I should have put mission impossible on there. Maybe that would have made it a little bit more difficult because (laughs) maybe everyone's like, for you like yeah a nicer right. one and then add a couple franchises <laughs> yeah i know i it's funny because i i just wanted to see like jake argue with someone else about why they got rid of a movie he liked and rachel yeah. if you're watching shame on you yeah she, <laughs> she got I, rid of star wars i know and oh, indiana jones oh yeah, and indiana jones well I would be more upset about that if she has seen Star Wars. So what what are you supposed to do? You know, Um, and that's just in her world. She would eliminate it. But uh, we will be getting to the Godzilla versus Kong review uh, shortly here, as well as a few trailer reviews. But of course, we have Jake Berlin in the house. How's it going, Jake? It's a Tuesday, man. It's a it's a Tuesday and um, I'm hanging in there. It's Tuesday, right? It's okay. It's Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. It, we're doing Apocalypse now. Uh, it's Tuesday. That's a these good last way to couple know. weeks of work have twisted my twisted my head a little bit, and you know I had a nice weekend, but uh, I, the second I got back to work yesterday, it's just like, oh yeah, your weekend's over. Suck it. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's it was. I'm ready this to talk. Weekend to was so busy too. It's like you didn't even get a break. Like, just, but I but I'll be honest. I'll be, I'm excited because you know uh, we get to review a movie tonight that we actually got to see in theaters, and we'll talk about our experience. We get to remove. Um, Review a movie that's in yeah, a world. and it's 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 pretty cool. So I'm I'm excited to get to that later in the show. And of course, Gio Ramos is here. What's going on, Gio? Not much. Pretty good. Just ready to talk about some Warner Brothers projects. Nice man. Nice. Well, yeah. So we are gonna talk um, uh, some really cool trailers coming up here in a second. But before that, let's get to the movie watching challenge. <laughs> just Jake, just crop that out. Brian doing that noise. That's the official uh music with the with the logo. See you let see Jacob, you're finally learning to like lead me into it nicely. I'm I'm learning, right? Getting better. Last time like I said it when you weren't ready. It was awful. It yeah, was awful. yeah, yeah. Hey, Jacob, getting better. You said it was like movie watching challenge. <laughs> yeah. What? And Jake was we're doing a watch along, so Jake was more relaxed that day. And so yeah, but hey. That was better, right? That was better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, for those of you who might not know, the Movie Watching Challenge is a segment here we do on Apocalypse Now, 
where each week one of us gets challenged to watch a movie that we haven't seen. It's a really cool thing to do with uh, your friends if, if you're all film fans. And uh, each week somebody chooses whether they want to put a poll up or get uh, or just choose a random number and have that movie be it. And of course, those films are submitted by the other four members of Apocaflix. This past week, Jake was challenged um, and he landed on Sunshine, uh, a very unknown film. Like we had to, a lot of us were like, uh, what movie are you talking about? We got to find an image. So uh, if we most of us aren't so aware of it, times. yeah, there's like we a asked, bunch of different movies asked, with Sunshine yeah, in the title. We asked, like Sunshine, like Little Miss Sunshine, no, uh, Eternal Spot, whatever the sun, like all these different ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were like, just sunshine. Just sunshine. He's like just Sunshine. We're and like, I believe it's a Danny Boyle film, right? From this one, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? So I'll just I'll jump right into it. I did not. So I went in completely blind. Um, had you ever heard of it? I had never heard of it. Uh, and it came out in 07, which makes sense. I was in high school. Um, I, I didn't. I wasn't like a gigantic movie buff back in high school. And a lot of my time was was dedicated to playing baseball, so stuff slipped by me quite a bit as far as movies go. Um, but I had no idea. Not only is this directed by Danny Boyle, but this was written by Alex Garland. And if you don't know who That's Alex right. Garland yeah. is, Alex Garland is responsible for Ex Machina, uh, one of my oh. favorite sci-fi films of like the like my entire life. Um, Ex Machina is pure sci-fi cinema, in my opinion. Um, it's absolutely brilliant, and I had no idea that he wrote this. He, he's responsible for writing a lot of stuff. He's also um, in the business. He's credited with directing Dread, uh, the mm. Carl Urban Dread. Um, he wrote that as well, uh, which I just popped on recently, like the last two weeks or something. It's just it's been so amazing. Um, I anyway, watched that anyway, recently too. Uh, it was sunshine. Really so yeah, I go into this and I'm like, I'm watching it. I didn't look at a poster or anything like that. And I'm looking and and as the cast is revealed, I'm like. This is one of the biggest casts I've ever seen. This is like this is like a legit cast. Like it's it's incredible. And mind you, this isn't when um, this isn't when this was what five years, four years before Chris Evans was Captain America. Probably just like three or four years before he was uh, cast as the character. But he was still in the Fantastic Four movies. He was doing romantic comedies. Uh, you have all kinds of characters, and you have a young Rose Byrne in there. Yeah. Uh, after her Star Wars days, before she kind of blew up in the industry, you obviously have Killian Murphy, who is arguably the lead. He just finished uh, his work as Scarecrow on Batman Begins. This came out in 07. or maybe he just began it. One or the other. Uh, Batman Begins is 05, right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So he did Batman Begins, and then he did this. Um, but then you also have a, a young Cliff Curtis, who Cliff Curtis has recently blown up since then. Um, you also have Michelle Yeoh, who is the ultimate badass. Hmm. Uh, she's just amazing. Um, be a young Benedict Wong is in there as yep, well. That's right. Like, yeah. The cast is bonkers good. And I had no idea. Um, uh, back then, if this movie was coming out, a sci-fi movie from Danny Boyle with Alex Garland writing in this cast now, we would be losing our effing minds if it's coming <laughs> out now. Um, but I, I will say, uh, this is not what I was expecting the movie to be. It it starts out as one thing, and I won't spoil it because it's very unknown, and I would love for people to watch it. Unfortunately, it, it is just for rent right now, but I will say it's it's worth the four bucks. I did it on Prime Video, $3.99. Um, it starts out as like the ultimate sci-fi movie. So basically what's happening is that uh, our planet, um, our star, a.k.a. the sun, is dying. 
Um, it's no longer able to support our life. We have used its resources and our countries, our world has come together and they've sent missions to try and, and uh, send what's called a payload into the sun to essentially energize it forever um, and to reboot it in a way and allow us to live. Otherwise, the whole planet would die. Um, they sent and one it's out. It's the second time they're trying to do it, right? Yeah, they yeah. sent one crew out, Icarus 1, and the crew we're following is Icarus 2. Um, and things start to happen and unfold. And obviously, you're in space and things happen. And it's a really cool idea, very futuristic, a movie that kind of feels like it's, a, it's above its time. Um, like if it came out now, this movie would crush. It would absolutely crush the movie back then. I can see why it kind of got lost. Sci-fi wasn't big 15 years ago. You know, genres go through ups and downs, hills and valleys, right? And sci-fi 15 years ago wasn't a big thing. It just wasn't. It was the romantic comedy age and it was the beginning of of what we know of now of comic books. Uh, Now sci-fi is all over the place, Um, but it's really cool. I'm interested though, because I don't know very much. I'm interested in what the, the science community thinks of this movie. Because it really does rely heavily on like the scientific aspect of everything. Um, it talks about things. Uh, they're doing things. Uh, the ideas that are kind of planted within the film. Things that could possibly happen in space, but maybe you question. Um, it's a really cool movie. It's, it's a thinker. There's action, obviously. And then at one point, there's a big twist. And I won't, re- I won't reveal it. But mm. I still don't know how I feel about that twist. Jacob, I don't know how so I feel about that. Twist. I've seen it, and I so up until I think it's like the last twenty minutes, the movie gets a little weird, right? So I'm not going to reveal anything, but essentially, I the biggest reason why I don't know if I'm with it is because there was no sheer explanation of it. Yeah, there, there I, wasn't an explanation of how it happened, and yeah. that's what bothers me the most. Yeah, I loved the movie, and I didn't think it ended strongly. Uh, and so I, but I did really like it. And the only reason I've seen it, and by the way, Keith chose this movie for Jake is because Keith like told me to watch this movie. It's the only reason I've seen it. And I, I didn't know what it was when he told me about it either. And it has a really nice setup and it, it's kind of, it leans on horror a little bit, I would say in the There's, third act. Uh, a hundred percent. Once the twist happens, a hundred percent. Yeah. So 100%. It's well, entertaining, but it, yes. it's like, whoa, what's going on? So it's, I definitely think it's worth a watch. It's, and and it's that's, where, that's where, that's uh, where, that's 100% where Alex Garland comes into play. Yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of his movies have a big twist like that. And I know a lot of people don't like this movie, um, the one I'm about to mention, but Alex Garland wrote and directed this, but he also did Annihilation. Um, mm. And I know oh, a lot God. of people hated on you that. Mad me until you said that. <laughs> so I know a lot of people hate on that movie, but that movie is full of. Well, that was his big uh, follow up to Ex Machina. Yeah, and, and that um, movie is is full of really big ideas, uh, twist, interesting theories, and that's kind of what this movie has as well. Um, I, I've mentioned it before, and everybody knows this, but I'm a sci-fi nerd. I love sci-fi. I I watch it all day long. Um, I was 100 percent in this movie, and even with the twist. I, the twist didn't bother me enough to be like, yeah, I, I don't care for it. It's still I, a really I, good movie. I still enjoy it. I yeah. think the visuals are really good for 07. Again, I think the ideas are great. And the way that the story played out is very interesting. And again, I'll go back to it, but the cast is bonkers, man. Uh, the cast is really, really good. Seeing like a very young Rose Byrne and a before his prime Chris Chris Evans, who is arguably the second lead in the movie behind Killian Murphy. Um, it's, it's a really, really cool movie. Uh, yeah, and this is also a good point. Very, very similar to what Super 8 had, a very similar vibe. 
Um, and the way that movie kind of played with like ideas and theories and, and like thought provoking stuff, which I dig. So, yeah, if you're into sci-fi, <laughs> it's a must watch, I think. Cause it's, it's thought provoking for sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. Now the ultimate question, would I like it? Mm. It, I will say this, it hooks you. It, it does hook you right away. I think you would enjoy it, Brian. It kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat a little bit and it's not long. It's like an hour 45. So you, you won't like it as much as I did, but I think you will enjoy it because it does hook you. Hmm. I'm just, I, I was like ready to watch it tonight until you said Annihilation. And then I went, well, Brian, it's, it's nothing like Annihilation. Look, I know why you don't like Annihilation, Brian, probably for the same reason I don't like the, it, but it's nothing like Annihilation. Alex Garland didn't direct it. He wrote it. It's different. Yeah. He didn't direct it. Okay. That's fair. <clears throat> Danny Boyle directed who did. Danny Boyle's done all kinds of math. He did Steve Jobs. Um, he did all, he's done all kinds of giant movies. So yeah, he's very beloved by a lot of people. Um, all right, so uh, there you go, Jake's <laughs> review of Sunshine. I mean, I at least like you seem to really like the film, and at least it's very like thought provoking. So that's hey, good. thank you, so, thank you for bringing this movie to my attention. He knew you would like it. He knew you would like it for sure. Keith and I and, just had, we, we get each other. We have this. Yeah, we have this. If there's, I was gonna go say, if there's people that can pick we, two we, we, we have like this ability to be like yeah this dude's gonna like this movie. <laughs> yeah if you yeah. if there were two people it'd be you too <laughs> well and our next challengee uh yeah challengee yeah is brian avalacino of Whoa. course and all you have to do is like choose a movie and it's likely he hasn't seen it um <laughs> so we have uh four movies lined up for brian and brian are you gonna be selecting a poll or randomization this time uh, you raised your hand. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were saying something else. Go ahead. Oh, um, I like a poll. Let's do, let's do a poll. There All we right. go. So poll we'll poll. tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm taking Brian's spot tonight and revealing the movie since he's not going to reveal the movies he's being challenged to. Um, <laughs> All right. First up, and I will say this: four great movies, four great selections, uh, and not a single comedy in sight, which is fun. Oh, God. Very, very fun. Usually there is a comedy. There, well, one one movie does have a little comedy. I'll say that, but not as nothing as a pure comedy. Um, so first up is a movie that you may never heard of, and it's based on a true story. It's called Alpha Dog. I have heard of this movie. Okay, Alpha Dog, Alpha Dog. Justin Timberlake, uh, Emil Hirsch, Olivia Wilde in there. I, I believe that's Ben Foster right there to the left? It is yeah, Ben Foster. Uh, Amanda um, Seyfried's in it as well. Okay, I haven't seen it in a long time. I actually own it on Blu-ray. It's a really, really no, good movie. Okay, I, um, I know that this sounds weird, but I remember at a certain time uh, my friend saw this and they said something about poop in this movie. Yeah, I know what he's oh, talking just about. Just watch it, just watch it. <laughs> okay but no, um, next up you're fine Brian. next up uh is just an all-time classic it's a movie that everyone needs to watch and it is gone in 60 seconds oh okay <laughs> gone in 60 Wait, seconds. is that angelina jolie absolutely i had no idea she was in that yup yup <laughs> so funny um next up is again just an all-time classic sci-fi movie that everyone needs to watch and that is starship troopers starship <laughs> troopers Everyone needs to enjoy some Starship hey, Troopers. If any of them are a comedy, it's this <laughs> <It's> one. <laughs> for right. sure. And finally, <laughs> uh, finally, the uh, the oddball out of the bunch, but definitely a good one, that is Superman Red Sun. Ooh, okay. I'm actually down to watch this. That one. is, uh, actually that is number four. So, real quick, you have Alpha Dog, 
Gone in 60 Seconds, Starship Troopers, and Superman Red Sun. I kind of dig these choices, not going to lie. And I'm kind of excited to let people vote for it. Yeah, uh, Jeff Nichols, you do get to vote. Uh, yes. Brian, Brian chose a poll for tonight. Um, or this week, excuse me. So the poll will go up tomorrow morning. You know what? I'll put it up in about five minutes. How about that? I'll put it up in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, people are excited to vote. Just go to our YouTube channel. Go to the community tab. If you're on the web browser, you can vote. Otherwise, if you're on your phone, uh, the poll should pop up under subscriptions if you're subscribed. So just vote for the winner. Um, you should vote for it's in the community tab, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's under the community tab. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Don't forget to go vote on that poll. I will be voting as well for my movie. Who knows? We'll see what ha ends up happening. But yes, we might as well um, call today Trailer Tuesday because we have three trailers to talk about, which are all going to be uh, pretty interesting discussions. And I'll throw it to Jake to introduce those. Yeah. So we're gonna we're just gonna run down the line, and we're gonna take about ten minutes on each topic. You can see them below. We're gonna start with Black Widow. Uh, the last three days, we were given three bonkers new trailers um, for big, big budget projects, one of them being uh, a series for Disney Plus and two of them being films. Um, Black Widow, they dropped their new trailer because they were given the official release date of Theaters Plus uh, streaming service, uh, which will come out on July 9th. And so they dropped a final trailer for the film with a bunch of bunch of new footage. Um, the fellas actually did a reaction to it. You can actually watch that up on our channel. Uh, they were they they were able to do that on Saturday morning, but uh, Jacob, I'll let you start this one off, man. Just kind of elaborate more on your thoughts on this. What did you think of the latest look at Black Widow? Yeah, you know, I was on the trailer reaction, and like when you do a trailer reaction, it's just your instant thoughts, right? Like you don't really have time to think about it that much. And after thinking about it, I I really like this trailer. Like I I wasn't interested in seeing a new trailer because I, we've already seen what two or three by this point at least two full trailers before this and i was just like i already know all i need to know and i'm i'm still excited for this movie i love this character and this trailer i actually feel like i needed this trailer to get a little bit more excited um and i brought it up to these guys last time to me i think it if you pay attention to the dialogue it gave us a little bit of more insight into what's going on that these might not be her this might not be her biological family that it it's like a kind of like a, a fake family that uh, I forget the, the organization who's doing that, like trains the black widows and stuff, but maybe they gave her this Russian. fake family or for some reason. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but the trailer definitely leads you to think that um, some, some dialogue in there. So I, I thought it was really good. It was a cool setup. And uh, at the beginning to show some of like the Avengers footage. So, you know, the trailer, it didn't blow me away, but it definitely got me more excited for this movie. And it reminded me that, hey, it's coming and I'm stoked. I, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I guess this is the first time this I've ever been like said in conversation, but um, I never thought that they were a biological family. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. Jeff. I don't I don't know if that like if that was like and, and again, they never said anything like official. Um I, I guess I've just always kind of gotten the vibe that they were like this thrown together family, uh, like a foster family, or or maybe like they they found each other inside the program and they became a family uh, type of thing. But I, for me, I never thought that uh, that David Harbor was Scarlett's uh, like biological father. I just kind of figured that they were like this weirdly thrown together family by this super program that the Russians had been doing, and they were all kind of wanted out. Um, 
and they've been working together for a long time and they ended up together. And, and, but yeah, I think you're right, Jacob. I think it kind of confirmed that. Um, yeah. And I don't think before this trailer, they said either way, no, but no, they no. kind of made you feel, cause she calls her sister in the first trailer when yeah. they first mm-hmm. meet up. Absolutely. So what are you supposed to think? You know? So exactly. I thought maybe they were biological, you know, but I think this one confirmed it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. No, go. I I thought it was the best trailer out of the bunch, personally. Um, and I think a lot of that for me relies on the fact that when you think of a Black Widow movie, you think of something that is very similar to Captain America because it's not superhero related. It's very ground and pound, serious action that doesn't have to do with flying or superpowers or something like that. Like, sure, Cap has super strength and stuff, but he is arguably just he's fighting people that are on the ground. He's not like flying around or jumping. Yeah, it's more hand to hand combat, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think the trailers so far have done a great job of like teasing footage like that. Like we saw the bridge fight a couple times. We obviously saw the scene where she's flying through the air, which is really cool. Um, we see some moments right before she's about to smack some people down on like bridges and stuff. But this trailer, like kind of like lets us know, like, look, you're going to get a great story but you're also going to get some incredibly great Black Widow action involved in it, uh, which is what I want personally. I want a very Winter Soldier-esque type of movie, uh, not in like the story or, or up to that par, but that's what I want as far as action. I want the I want that Black Widow, because she was in that movie. I want that Black Widow, Black Widow who is literally kicking people's butts, using tricks and things that she's learned throughout, the, throughout her years, um, fighting Taskmaster, who is able to use a lot of different things, fighting these bad guys, because uh, she doesn't deal with superhero villains. She deals with people who are like the movie dealing with bad organizations or government spies or something like that. She's not dealing with like an alien or someone who has a super soldier serum in them, you know? And I think the trailer did a really good job of, of making sure that we know, yes, this is a kind of a ground and pound type of movie. Agreed. Um, I, I echo everything that Jake said. Um, to, for what you said, Jacob. Yeah. I always kind of thought, uh, that they were kind of like going to be just be maybe her like foster family, like even kind no, that of that makes sense. Now that I think about it, like they never yeah. confirmed that they were biological either, but it was, I'm I think almost, it was just a sister I'm, line. Yeah. I mean, I, it could even be like, maybe even they wanted red guardian to portray this like perfect family image you know like red guardian and his wife and his two daughters like that type thing so it could even be something uh, mm. uh along those lines um but yeah no i loved this trailer it got me right back into it and to be honest i was just kind of like cool can't wait to see this when this eventually comes out like i i definitely lost Lost the burn and the excitement. Like, yes, a Marvel movie. I, of course, I'm excited, but like, there's something like, for me, it's my favorite thing going on that I'm like, let's go. And it just kind of like, the more and more that it got pushed back, it just kind of was like, okay, just whenever you're going to just release it, just release it type thing. And that, it sucks because she deserves to be uh, an excited theater experience like any of the other characters she's been around since the beginning um but in this this trailer put me right back into it showed me a lot of new stuff 
I immediately went into like theory mode thinking, oh, who's Taskmaster and da 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 da, like all this type of stuff, um, which that's exactly what I I want to do before one of these types of movies. So yeah, I'm I'm right back in it. I refuse to watch it on anything but a movie screen. Um, but yeah, very excited for it. Looks looks great. Florence Pugh is going to she's the, she's I after this trailer I'm looking I'm looking forward to her the most um and it's she's, for me it's behind it's behind Scarlet I'm sorry <laughs> it's, it's behind Scarlet I am looking forward to Widow the most but she is increasingly like like shot yeah hi it, hi 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 has it been confirmed I heard that she's gonna be in Hawkeye it's been confirmed yeah that is so cool. she's already been seen on set and a, and there's also been rumors that she's actually wearing the Ronin outfit interesting um i'm down for whatever she is in because florence Pugh is good in everything she does so like if she's gonna be a new staple in this universe okay like you don't have to convince me like she's gonna be awesome partially steal this movie maybe even um i'm i'm very excited very excited now Co- a complete 180 from where i was before this trailer and to be honest it's funny because jacob you and i before we filmed it uh we're like i don't know if i want to see any more stuff like we, we've seen a lot like and just give us the movie at this point and then the second we saw it and we're like okay yeah because the, and they like, showed us new stuff too you know like we had i don't yeah. think we saw them as kids yet or anything like that um geo mm-hmm. has you have your thoughts changed on the trailer since we did the reaction or you have any differing thoughts no not too much i echo most of what you guys said this was the best trailer um but black widow is not the type of character that you can keep pushing their movies more and more and me maintain my excitement like i would say in iron man 4 or a Captain America Serpent Society, if we should ever be so lucky one day. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think this is a movie that should have came out years ago. Um, the fact that Black Widow died in Endgame kind of, you know, hurts the uh, the stakes. Um, but we'll see. I could be proven wrong. Um, nobody's really dead in the MCU. I've learned that. So maybe. Maybe something happens if she comes back. Who knows? But um, yeah, the trailer did its job, and uh, I'm, I will be watching it in theaters. I sure as hell ain't paying premiere access, but I'll watch it in theaters. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm gonna do both. Uh, I, you're crazy, Gio. What would you say if, and I, I said this during the reaction. What would you say if it was? A flashback from her while she's falling about to die and then it ends with her death scene um i don't i mean as cool as that sounds it's just like we already know the ending so like why watch the movie then if it's just going to be a handoff to florence Pugh's character like i said this movie should have came out years ago and i probably would have been a lot more excited had it been a Hawkeye Black Widow movie together. But um, like I said, I could be proven wrong when I watched the movie. It did exactly that. I'm now going to watch it in theaters. And so we'll see what happens. 
Uh, just to answer this real quick, Jeff Nichols, uh, I believe it's in between Civil War and Infinity War is the main timeline. The yeah. main timeline. There's going to be jumping, but the main timeline is supposed to take place uh, in between Civil War and Infinity War when she essentially goes on the run. Yeah, and I think, didn't they say at one point it was like basically like after Tony says like you're on your own now. Yeah, like at the yeah. End, and, it, and, and, then... and before she meets back up with Cap at one point. So, yeah, uh, but that again, it's kind of it's kind of going to jump a little bit. So but the main timeline is supposed to take place in that time era. Um, Dig it. All right. Next one, because we got to rapid fire through these to get through, uh, get to Kong, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Next one, Space Jam, a new legacy, uh, Space Jam, a new legacy. Gio did the reaction on Saturday, um, and I'm very interested to see if his thoughts have changed a little bit before we before we move on. I do want to bring on our fifth member because he is here Mr. Keith with us. Mr. Keith. What's happening? What's going on, guys? What's up, man? What's up, What's man? Good? Everybody looks good. Um, I, I, I think it's I think it's only right that we start with Mr. Keith Barnes on this one because he's been one who's been very, very excited about uh, a Space Jam sequel. I know the images kind of got him hyped up a little bit too. Keith, what do you think of the first uh, official trailer, man? Looks crazy. Got a little... Uh, uh, a little Ready Player One uh, vibe. It's Ready Player on. Two. So it's basically it's exactly. Ready Player One and a half, which I have right uh, right there on my shelf behind me. Ready Player Two, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, which I still need to finish reading actually. But yeah, it looks looks good. No, LeBron James. Uh, everybody seemed to you know he got a lot of praise for uh, Trainwreck, which he was pretty funny. It was a small role, but he seemed to be pretty funny in. Um, and if you guys. You know, remember his commercials, his old Nike commercials he used to do with LeBrons and stuff. Like he's got comedic timing, so um, having a, a, to lead a film by mostly himself is for the first time. Is look, it, it, it seems funny. You know, has some funny reactions to everything, and uh, yeah, the effects are crazy. You got Don Cheadle playing the weird AI algorithm thing or whatever he is. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, he's got what, the Iron Giant playing basketball. What the heck? What are they gonna do? It's just madness. They got all these characters. Got all the people from Clockwork Orange in there. I saw some still images of some of the characters. People were spotting in the crowds or, or whatever, or playing, or who knows what's going on. But uh, you know, yeah, I know you got some of the NBA guys like Clay Thompson and Damian Lillard and uh, uh, whoever else. I think Anthony Davis is one of the characters. Uh, I think um, and a couple of WNBA players. Too, uh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Uh, Diana Tarasi, and then the mm. the girl from Stanford who's like the superstar, a, and I don't want to butcher right. her name. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough name. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, it looks. I, I I think it looks good. I heard a lot of people are like, "This looks ridiculous," but I I think it looks good, man. I can't wait to see it. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a. Uh... And I think Chuck put it best in the chat. I'm slowly starting to come around on this. Um, mm. Yes, like it. It absolutely looks like a Ready Player One type of movie where they're just. And we knew this. We when we found out uh, about the synopsis, they're going to be jumping through what's called the 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 Warner Brothers verse, essentially. And they made, they name it something else in the trailer, but um, mm. it you you expect to see a lot of things. But my goodness, are are they showing us a lot of things? Uh, we saw Game of Thrones in there. Uh, we're seeing, oh, like, I didn't you know, see that. <laughs> we saw all kinds of other stuff in there as far as WB properties, HBO properties. Um, but it looks like a fun spin on what a sequel should do, right? You know, you're not instead of them coming to you, you're going to them essentially, which is the whole end game. It's essentially what uh, what Jumanji did as well. Uh, and Jumanji was very, very successful. 
Uh, and we also mm -hmm. have to keep in mind that, yes, the original had Michael Jordan in it, and there's a lot of fans of Michael Jordan in it, uh, or Michael Jordan ar around the world and stuff, but Space Jam as a property is 100% aimed towards a kid audience. It is a kid movie, in my opinion. Um, I watched it as a kid, and the reason I love it so much is because I watched it as a kid. I didn't watch it as an adult, right? Yeah. There's a lot of adults that may, like, maybe my dad or or someone a little older who watched it was like, yeah, it's a cool movie, but adults don't watch, like, Looney Tunes stuff, right? Or stuff like that. They may have watched it because Michael Jordan was in it, but this is this is a kid to upper kid style of universe, and we have to keep that in mind. It's not going to play to adults. So the animation is going to be kid-friendly. The, the story is going to be kid-friendly. The dialogue is going to be kid-friendly. Obviously, it's focusing on a kid being abducted, essentially, LeBron's kid. Um, yeah. So it's a kid-centric film. And, and for what I saw, I'm, I'm on board with it so far. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because <clears throat> I was listening to like some other pundits talk about it. And they're in their 40s. And they were like, I didn't love the first Space Jam, so I'm not the guy to like. Because they were like you know, adults when the first one came out and I love the first space jam. It's, I have like uh, certain movies that I've seen like 50 times as a kid, at least. And that's one of them. I love the first space jam. Does anyone and have the VHS that came with the collectible I to, coin? I used to have I that. Yeah. Have and so I, still I didn't it, yeah. <laughs> love this trailer to be honest though. And I think it's because first of all, it feels very different to be honest like and i get that you don't want them to just do the same exact thing also because i'd be complaining about that if they did that so it just right. feels very different to me um like space jam felt very kind of well literally they're you know they're going out to space and stuff and but this one is like very cyber stuff and i guess it makes sense with the with the modern day and everything and I think, and I'm a big LeBron. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a. I was a big LeBron fan before he ever went to the Lakers. So I'm excited about that part. But I'm not. I, the trailer didn't get me more excited. I, I'm still excited. I'm gonna watch it. But I didn't love this trailer. But it looks fun, and it definitely has those Ready Player One vibes. I and then they do when he's falling down for the first time. You see like the Game of Thrones logo, and then you see the drag one of the dragons from Game of Thrones too. And I do like that. You know, and they did that in the first one too. But that all these characters are coming to watch, um, to watch the game. But I believe in the first one it was just Looney Tune characters, wasn't it? Yes. In the crowd. Yep. Yeah. So this is just all W. Yeah. The first, the first one was literally Looney Tunes versus Monstars. This yeah, is the entire yeah. WB catalog. Yeah, and I don't know if he's gonna put that team together that he was writing down on the whiteboard, but that was a pretty His solid super list. team. <laughs> that was a pretty solid list. Um, but I'm excited still. <laughs> like I, I, I have to be excited for this movie. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on it. Um, I, I, I do need to remember to look at it. Like Jake said, it's a kids' movie. I don't, I don't need to be like, oh, this is garbage. It's not, oh, you know, like, um. Uh, there were definitely things I didn't care for, uh, but at the same time, like, I'm still going to see it. I'm curious. I mean, um, this movie's yeah. going to make so much effing money. <laughs> it, it is going to make it's going to make so much effing money. <laughs> it's going to make a lot of money. Um, 
I hate that the AIs and everyone has have to call him King James. I was like, really? Who wrote that into uh, the you know contract? Probably his contract. You know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he he wrote he definitely had that written in. Um it's a funny gimmick. Come on. I know. It was just like when I heard that I went, really? Really? He he put that in there, but well, I, and, I, and to that point, Brian, I'll point this way. It's a it's a spin on the original because remember, the Looney Tunes had no idea who Michael Jordan was. They they remember they they found out yeah. who he was through like research well, and they're like, okay, we yeah. need to we need to find Michael Jordan because we now know that he's the best in the world. But originally, they had he no retired. idea who he was. Right, and I think yeah. just he, and he I think in the movie he was retired as well. Uh, yeah, pretty, right. So he, yeah, yeah. Because so he was playing baseball. Everyone knows right. who the main basketball player is. He's King James. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Well, and it's his, <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, for better or worse, it's his basketball nickname, too, that yeah. he's had for sure. over a decade. Since so high school. It's not like they're just, like, randomly no. calling I him just, that. I just, when I heard it, I went, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm very curious to see, like, I, I am kind of a sucker for, like, trying to find certain characters and stuff. So I'm like, oh, oh who's there? So uh, they've got me on that part. But yeah, I, I I think I will like it if I go into it remembering this is not made for me. It's made for kids. Um, it's made for a, a, a good time. Not, not a serious like, oh, this is supposed to be the next big blockbuster. Like, if... if if you go into it with that, I think you'll come out laughing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. It's a movie. I'm not going to not see it. So, <laughs> to uh, Jake and Brian's point, yeah, this is for kids. Um, if you actually think about it, this is actually for our generation's kids, because um, you know and some of us are at that age. Some of us have kids that we know <laughs> about. But um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the shade, the shade. What? What you just said? Some of them we know about. Oh well. Anyway, it, um, it, it might be a little Jacob Jr. out there somewhere. <laughs> no comment. No comment. You didn't deny it. <laughs> I like how none of us thought of anyone other than him, though. What? That's not fair. <laughs> oh god yeah, but i'll be watching this on uh, hbo max and uh giving my support i don't know if i can be in a theater with other kids and you know just, uh, <laughs> sure i'm i'm 100 gonna do what i can to go watch this in a theater i want to i want to enjoy as much as i can in the theater plus this movie's gonna have a bomb ass soundtrack and let's be real yes. i mean it's gonna have some cool basketball moves with some you know droids and cyborgs and looney tunes and like look it's still a kids movie but there's gonna be some cool stuff in the movie man like i'm down for it i'm down for it yeah i think listen, it's gonna be entertaining yeah, because yeah well they're trying they're also trying to appeal to us who watched it as kids and now are gonna go back right. and watch it that's what they're banking on as well right listen you guys can I come with me i have an eight-year-old you guys i mean she's excited you guys can come with me when i take her to see it so you don't have to feel weird. See, it's okay See, see now this, I kind of, Jacob, you made a point 
I didn't even think about the fact that there's going to be like probably a lot of kids there. Like I wouldn't mind doing a private showing with Keith's kids and us so we can actually <laughs> hear the movie probably. So because this will this will honestly probably be maybe one of the first kid kid movies that is going to come out. Right. However, it will be offered on HBO, yeah. so that is a reason for parents not to take them. So, we'll all right, gents, we got to shift yeah. forward a little bit. That way, we can get to GVK. Let's talk about the next one, a big one uh, that was released yesterday, and that is the next MCU series that is coming down the pipeline after Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that is Loki. Um, the Loki TV series will be premiering at the beginning of June. And uh, we got an official trailer. Uh, the real official full-length trailer dropped yesterday. Um, and it showed quite a bit of what we're going to be expecting, what we're going to be seeing. Uh, Owen Wilson involved as well. Gugu Mbappin Raw, as well as a, a lot of others. Um, and, yeah, Brian, I'll let you start this one off, man. You weren't on the reaction. Jacob and Gio were able to tackle the reaction for us. What did you think of this trailer? Yeah, the one day that I couldn't do a reaction. Um, I dug it. It was cool. Um, I'm not to the level of, I mean, I'm always going to be excited for Marvel stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, not excited for it. Um, but I am not to the level of people are saying this is going to be the greatest MCU TV show and stuff like that. My friend texted me and was like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm I haven't like, heard anybody say that. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, excuse me. Like. I was like, I, my thing, see, that's, see, this is what I think. People that like the, like, weird or not your standard type stuff, this is going to be, like, right up that alley. Um, and I'm very curious. I think, honestly, the thing that, and I've been saying it since we first heard about it. Why is this being made? What is the importance of it? Yeah, they don't everything that they do pushes a further storyline. So I'm very curious to see why and wh what reason. Uh, I highly doubt it's just like, I mean, Loki brings in money, so let's keep him back in there. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's a good bit of it, but um, I don't know. I'm, I saw on Twitter someone put... Um, that if you uh, that this is pro this is going to lead to um Loki Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange teaming up cuz they all have magic <laughs> and i was like i mean Maybe. that's kind of cool but yeah I, i'm i'm obviously excited i love Richard E Grant and i know he's in this so um yeah, I'm curious to see where this goes. Owen Wilson looks hilarious right back in his normal wow typeness. <laughs> so he better say wow at least one time. At least once. I'm sure there will be something that will make him say it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but no, I'm excited. Looks good. Yeah, I I agree. Uh I and to your point about around like why it's being made, I think that there's gonna be a lot revealed. As far as and, and we know this, but the the TV TVA right that's what it's called. Yeah, time um, variant yeah. authority. Yeah, so the TVA is I think is going to play a big part. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this yet, um, 
but apparently uh Gugu and Bothman Ra's character is Termina Terminatrix? Terminatrix? So, I didn't know she was in this show. Terminatrix? Yeah. Um, I love and, her. I didn't know and she was in this. For those of you who don't know who that character is, that is the girlfriend of King the Conqueror. Really? Um, and that's kind of that. I think that this movie might have a big tie hmm. into Ant-Man 3. It makes sense. Uh, because Quantumania, time, the whole shebang, right? It kind of makes sense. Uh, I also love the fact that we saw the same exact like timeline branch line that the, the ancient one drew on the little television screen. Um, a little callback to Endgame. Uh, you know, fixing fixing the timeline essentially. Yeah, I, I'm obviously there's a lot to be a lot to be answered with this show, uh, being that Loki has been around from the very beginning, um, and how much of his story can be told. Uh, but it seems like they're doing a lot with the with the story so far. And I think it's gonna introduce a lot of characters that are gonna play into the um the time and the space side of the MTU. Uh I think we're probably gonna see quite a bit of Owen Wilson in the future popping up here and then with the TVA because it seems like they might can just, they can just pop in whenever they want. Now that Endgame happened, there's going to be a lot of stuff that kind of needs to be fixed or adjusted or played with, etc. Um I I've, I've even seen a lot of people online talking about the fact that Reed Richards can appear in this show more than anything, um which is crazy. Uh I don't know how that would work out, but it's possible, I guess, especially if it plays in Ant-Man 3. But as far as the footage goes, I like it. Tom Hiddleston's always good. He's always good. There's there's no arguing against him as Loki. Um, I love the addition of Owen Wilson. I talked about Gugu and Bothman Raw. I think she's great. I think she's so underrated. And I can't wait to see her in this type of role. Um, and I know everyone online blew up about that one scene in the trailer that thought that was Black Widow. No, that's not Black Widow. Nice. Lady Loki. Um, it is Lady Loki. Hey, but uh, do you guys blame casual fans for no. thinking that? Like, no, and it, you know what's not... funny? Marvel did it on 100%. Yeah, so... That the entire world would that. blow up and be like, "Haha, you guys think that's Black Widow?" When it's not, it's not. Um, it, it's interesting though because there's shots of the trailer that like Loki's on a ruined New York with the Avengers Tower in the background, and he's, you know, he's in all these locations that we've seen throughout the MCU. So, are we going to see like an Endgame style thing where we see him in the background of shots we've already seen, which Absolutely. is going to be really cool? Um, so yeah. I'm I'm in for it, but again. They, they're going to have to, more than anything so far, they're going to have to prove to me that this show needed to be made. Because right now, out of all the shows we have, this is the one that's already been said is having a second season, which is a big deal. Yeah, um, so so what are they, they going to do to prove to me, be like, yep, Loki still needs to be here? I think it's funny that you said that you think Owen Wilson is going to pop up. I think that he could be the new kind of like Stan Lee cameo where it's yeah. just like, he just pops up and cause he's in charge of the timeline and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm curious as well. Yeah. I mean, this was before any of the shows came out. This was my most anticipated MCU show. Cause I, I love Loki. And even though I, I hate the fake death stuff and bringing people back, even though it's not really the same one, whatever. I, I'm glad they found a way to still have Tom Hiddleston as Loki in the MCU, so so I don't really care. But uh, I, I like it, and I did not know Gugu Mbatha-Ra was in this, and now knowing who she's playing, I think it's definitely going to tie into Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, and 
hopefully she has a pretty decent role. Maybe maybe she's in that, and we don't know yet. You know, so it very well could be. And I like this trailer. And even though it was my most anticipated show, I didn't love the trailer so far. Like they're cool, but they didn't. They're I'm not like super stoked about them. And I think this is the best one yet. So we'll see how it goes. It's funny because I do think the one thing that I thought maybe could connect this with other stuff is Kang to this because of how much he deals with time. And now that Jake said that way. Now that Jake said that, it makes me go. Mm. He may. He, he. We could see the beginnings of Kang in this show. Yeah. Um, Kang. Kang could be the massive cameo the show has, which could be yeah. very, very cool. Keith, what do you think of this trailer? I loved it. I love it. I'm still <laughs> going back to the last one and, and this one. You only got a, a, brief, a brief glimpse of this shot, but just the idea that Loki is DB Cooper just cracks me up. I love I that idea. So too. funny. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, because D.B. Cooper just vanished, as far as we know, if anybody knows that story. So <laughs> I'd love that they worked that in. Like, uh, yeah, it would be him, and he would have just disappeared somewhere. So, um, But, yeah, man, everything, Owen Wilson, uh, just not, yeah, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of him and just in things that I've watched. So it's great to see him, and I'm glad he's doing a Marvel property and playing this, this character where I, lo- I just love the idea of just <laughs> he's telling Loki, like, I know everything about you everything you've ever done i love that thing with the big stack of papers and <laughs> you can oh, everything, everything you've, you've ever, ever said, said. And, <laughs> yeah. and then what do you say he's like what are you talking about and then another one comes out <laughs> he's like all right this one too um <laughs> which is really funny but yeah i'm one of those ones that i i think this could be the best of obviously it's a short we've only had two so far um i think this could be the best one i'm one of those ones that thinks that this could be the best of, of the series that they're doing uh not just that it's Tom Hilston, uh, who I love. Of course, everyone loves. Um, it's crazy. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like he auditioned to be Thor. <laughs> he mm. did a, 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 a video, like audition and everything. And now let's look at him now. So it's funny, but uh, it's just crazy. Exactly right, uh, Chuck. I mean, it's going to be some craziness. Just I think, like, this could be one that actually does. We see some real, like, uh, universe shifting stuff. Maybe, maybe not. But um, the fact that they're, like you said, they're having a season two, and who knows what kind of stuff might branch off from this, man. I mean, so uh, I'm really I mean, excited. To, to what Keith just new said. New characters, and obviously. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Keith. Sorry, Keith. I just want to jump in real quick and say, to, you, to your point. Um, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Out of all of the characters that we've seen have the MCU shows so far, and I know Wanda's big. She's an Avenger. Loki is by far the biggest. Oh, He's yeah. bigger than Hawkeye. He's bigger yeah. than Wanda. He's bigger than Falcon. He's bigger yeah. than Winter Soldier. He is. They could easily put yeah. his show in the forefront with like MCU type of storyline that ties and changes and adjusts a lot, especially because he's playing with time. Yeah. So that's a good point. Before their right. before their shows, Wanda and then Falcon and Winter Soldier were kind of side characters. Well, more than that, but they were lesser than the A-list characters, you know? I mean, and he's Loki, Loki was Loki's main, really popular. He was a main yeah. villain A-list. in the first Avengers movie. He supported Chris Hemsworth yeah. in every single Thor movie. He's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I think he's right there. He's right there with Hemsworth. I, and I wouldn't... I, we can't rule out seeing him on one of these, you know, upcoming... Maybe not this season, but uh, you know, one of these two, who knows? So I, I think it's huge. Yeah. And at, and at the end of the day, also, he's not in the correct timeline. His Loki is our Loki is dead. 
So like anything he technically hmm. does is not in. Well, doesn't the his... TVA operate on all like yeah. they, all they realities do, and everything? They're like the adjustment bureau. Yeah, they Anybody do, but, but no. Or the commission uh, in uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that. There you go. Um, yeah, because anything he does is not our timeline. So like, who knows? <laughs> Like he, it would be, it would change if he just jumped back into the timeline that we're at right now. So I, I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe, but remember they got Gamora and brought her into the timeline. Well, so, I think know. like they show the TVA, like when he shows that branch thing and it's going like in different directions, I think the TVA yeah. can like affect any timeline. Like he can jump into any timeline through the TVA. That's what I'm just taking from the trailers. So I think he mm. could affect the main timeline. Yeah, but, but they want, but they want one timeline. Yeah, they so they're trying multiple. to get it back to one timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? But uh, Gio, what about you? Uh, for a show called Loki, uh, he's the thing I'm least interested in seeing in the show. Um, again, you can kill him off some. You can only kill him off so many times. And then he comes back, and then you just question, like, where are the stakes, you know, in these uh, shows? But he's back, and I'm more interested in seeing how this affects the MCU and who exactly is introduced. Um, So there's that. But, uh, hey, like I said, maybe after I watch it, it changes my mind. After the first episode, I'm in. We'll see. Um, Like you guys, I'm not really as excited about this as I am other shows uh, that the uh, MCU is doing, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, Gio, we know you love to talk Marvel properties. So you want to tell them about Marvel rewind this Friday? Yeah. Uh, So Marvel rewind is a show that we do where we recap every week, uh, Disney plus MCU shows. We did the entire uh, season of WandaVision and we are currently working our way through the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you enjoyed deep dive discussions and um, some little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? speculation, join us on Fridays at 4 p.m. for Marvel Rewind. That's 4 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and any chance? In, any chance? Oh, sorry. No, 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 Keith. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, because since I don't get to be on, any chance we get Chadwick Boseman on this show? No. You don't think so? No. Even if they did, they would get rid of him. I think the closest we'll get to a big, big person from that world is Okoye. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I think. See what the show said. said? Even if they were planning it, maybe not. You know, maybe they. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they would show him after his death. It might. I don't know. That that might be hard. Yeah, might be hard. Yeah. He I said mean, there's I'll a cameo lose, that we mind, might cry. But it might be hard. So, Brian, mm, I think we brought that okay. up on Marvel Rewind, didn't we? About Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think. I don't know, man. I, uh, yeah. but I don't believe anything. Yeah. Any, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you feel. Says about cameo in these, their shows anymore. I don't uh, believe him. Before we move <laughs> yeah, on, I wanted good to point. because because we were on the topic of Loki, and I wanted to to our viewers. Because we do this for every MCU show, I'll give you guys a little sneak peek on what it's going to look like. Here's the official logo of Rewind for the Loki version. 
Mm. Oh, good. There's the Marvel Rewind Loki version coming in June. <laughs> Join us. We need to put some little. We need a variant. Put the horns. Put the horns on it. The little like curly <laughs> horns. <laughs> we need like a variant poster for our, our Marvel Rewinds, like the. the um, all right, gents. Well, it's been an hour. I'm yeah, sure that was the longest let's, build up to a. Let's let's <laughs> get to it. Let's make a monster discussion. It is officially time. Godzilla versus Kong. Um, Lizard versus monkey. Uh, yeah, we uh, look, it's no secret here on Apocalypse. All of you who watch us maybe here or multiple places. Um, we've been talking about it for a while. We were actually able to see this in a movie theater. Uh, we were able yeah. to lock down a private screening and we'll definitely Together. talk. A little bit towards, we'll, we'll talk towards the end. We'll leave some time to talk about Cinemark themselves and kind of the protocols they had and everything. Um, that way we can kind of review that aspect, but let's get into the movie first. Um, Look, this is the first big budget movie this year. Uh, it's the first big budget movie that we've had um, that was supposed to be scheduled last year. Um, it finally hit theaters, and we are here uh, talking about it, reviewing it. Uh, and it was two hours, in my opinion, of just pure glory monster mayhem. Um, but I want to hear everybody's thoughts. It's been a couple days since we've all seen it, and we've all talked to each other about it. So let's just kind of go around the table with overall thoughts real quick. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go roundtable style. Everybody's going to bring up a topic to talk about, and then we'll finish out the show. Uh, Jacob, you can point us in directions you want us to go. Um, but let's start with overall thoughts real quick. Yeah, you can't say the name. You have to point. <laughs> oh. Gio, I want to hear your thoughts, man. <laughs> Where have your – I mean, we talked a little bit after outside of the theater, but your thoughts, you know, our thoughts change over time. Maybe we, some of us have watched it again like i myself. watched it today again because i had um to. geo how are you feeling about today <laughs> at this moment well i think the studio heard the criticisms about these movies and immediately hmm. because the studio is very reactionary decided you know what let's cut out a lot of the story a lot of the character backstories of characters that we've seen and let's just focus on the monsters now, why do we go into these movies? I go, I go into this movie on a big screen to see these monsters fight. So on that end, great stuff. The visual effects, That's especially the close-up shots of Kong, wow, those are f- great job. I'm not, I'm not sure who did, uh, which company is responsible for it, but they did good. Um, Junkie XL, my goodness, <laughs> what a year for him. You Seriously. got one topic. One topic. That oh, we're just doing one topic. No, no, no. You're you're just giving I'm overall kidding. thoughts. You're I'm kidding. I'm overall. kidding. Oh, okay, well, I'll just wrapping it up. Uh, Junkie XL is cool. The humans are a waste, except for the little girl. Congress is Godzilla. A little bit predictable at the end, but hey, it's worth it. Go watch it on the big screen. I would agree with most of that. Um, Keith, how are you feeling about it, man? Have you watched it again? I have not watched it again, but. Um. Yeah. Listen, it was fun. No, most of the fun for me because you know I didn't I didn't watch any of the other ones in theaters. I watched them at home. So and I would have watched this one at home. Uh, I wanted to see it, but it wouldn't have been a theater one for me. Um, You're crazy. But I enjoyed it. And I'm not. No, and I'm not. At, uh, this is fun, but it's fun. I, I like I, it. You know. But it's just. I, I live know. to see I, these you know. in theaters. Hashtag fake fan. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Well, that was my. <laughs> well, that was the fun of me. Like I said, I want. Are you saying you these are on the level of, of fast movies for you? Oh my goodness! 
Fast and Furious. Yes, these are these are ones I I would. Uh, oh lord, it's a, it's a rental for me. But listen, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I saw it. I would say see it if we were doing CS Game I'd say yeah, go see it because it's fun. It's big. It's big and loud. And uh, listen, you're absolutely right, Gio. The monster you were there for the fights, and in that sense, it's a plus, man. Did a great job. Uh, you know, I didn't know the human stuff didn't bother me as much. It was fine. You could take it, leave it with some of those. But the score was awesome, just like you said. And, uh, you know, for the, the theater experience alone, it's absolutely worth it. So I'd say go see it safely if you can. Awesome. Well, yeah. So after we give initial thoughts, let's just break out into a full discussion. Uh, so I'll go to Jake next, man. I talked to you the least about it because you, uh, you kind of left before us that night. So, I mean, I know you had a good time, but how would you feel about the movie overall? This movie gave me everything I wanted. Every single thing I I wanted and needed from this movie, um, you know, out of the four, out of the, th- I'll say this, out of the three Godzilla movies, because to me still Skull Island had the best human story. Um, so I think Skull Island is probably the best overall film as far as humans, monsters, just Agreed. movie in general. But the movies, including Godzilla, yeah. This had by far the best human element to it, but that doesn't mean I still didn't like aspects of it. I liked one of the two human stories. Um, I didn't I didn't care at all for one of them, and I'm sure we may talk about that. Um, look, you go to these movies, you, you go to these movies wanting just to see pure monster mayhem. That's all you want, right? You're not going there to see an incredible performance from someone like Millie Bobby Brown or Alexander Skarsgård or someone like you're not going there to see that you're going to see King Kong and Godzilla legendary monsters fight. And in that level, it proved to be very, very successful. Also for me, and maybe you guys know this uh, and some of our fans do, but I'm an absolute sucker when it comes to mythology, uh, history and, and like ancient stories and stuff like that. And the way they've they've like weaved in this ancient history between these titans through these Godzilla movies until now, I've been hooked. And I was hooked more so in this movie than all of them. Um, I love the idea of Hollow Earth. I love the idea of them of can't be two kings and they're destined to fight each other. And just all of this stuff that had been going down. I was for it so much. Uh, and I know everyone's mentioned it so far, but uh, Junkie XL just... He, he knows how to pull at my heartstrings. He knows how to pull at my heartstrings with absolute chaos of music. And uh, thank you so much for that. But yeah, I I loved it. I loved every second of it. I had such a good time. I watched it again this morning. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 a hell of a time. It's a hell of a time. Brian, how about you, man? I thought you would want to go before me. No. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone has said pretty much everything. Uh, I'm actually, I have the soundtrack playing in my headphones right now (laughs) um, to make the epicness even better. Uh, Gio was next to me. I was just, it was just so fun. Like, this was the perfect movie to come back to the movie theaters to see. I was just going to say that, yeah, for the welcome us home. It was just so ridiculously fun. Just I mean, and you can say it was ridiculous and you can say it was fun. It was just a blast. And I mean, yes, that was a plus to the max. The fight scenes were 
awesome. <laughs> uh, it and the music just made it so much more epic. It was like just perfect. I, I I'm not a soundtrack aficionado like this one is, but I was like, I, I need to own this. <laughs> like. And just listen to well, it. Well, they had to have, have epic music for these fights, man. Oh, it was... That was probably one of my... If not my favorite part of the whole thing. Was just... The, the music and just pumping you up. Like... The it's shit. the definition of hype music. Yes. App, that is the perfect way to put it. And... Yeah. I... I know, Jake, you do your... Mondo for soundtracks. I'm absolutely getting that. This this might be my first one <laughs> that I that I put a little money towards because this it was it was my it was the best part of the movie for me. I'm not gonna lie. It made it made their fight scenes better. So yes, <laughs> he definitely is. Yeah, Jacob. So what I, did you think? I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, if if somebody were to ask me, like is this a great film? I'd be like, no. I'm but, sure uh, like, I, I don't care. You like, don't think it's, it's great? I love it. I'm there for the monsters and the fights. And to me, like, if they got the special, if the special effects looked bad, it would have ruined the movie for me. These, yeah. <laughs> these special okay. effects the are part, sorry, 100% Walt, on point. While it's here, when I heard that, I thought they were going to... St- play the part from charlie's angels where you know where he the creepy guy starts oh no the main villain starts <laughs> dancing it's like that's not i was oh, like that's from the original well i yeah. think it's the part when godzilla first shows up right it's in the, in the beginning water. of the movie, yeah. it's the beginning so, of the movie. so they they yeah. uh the director said he was gonna he was doing an homage to jaws especially it's, when he pulls the boat too or yeah the and it's it's well that's that's the that's the official godzilla theme it's called pensacola florida because uh, yeah, it happened in have. that scene, uh, but it's yeah. it's the Godzilla theme, yeah, yeah. Which and is, I just look after seeing, so look after watching the the three movies prior in this universe, I know what to expect from this. So my bar was set at okay, bad human story, great yep. action, and that that's what I was expecting. They actually improved on the human elements from at least most of the pro- previous films. And but they was still terrible, <laughs> most of it. Uh, but everything the action, the fights, the special effects, the score with the fights it was all freaking perfect. All of that was perfect, and I I super enjoyed it. And I mean, if Geo, if you're talking about like them teaming up to fight one thing being predictable, sure. But like, I thought the way all the fights played out and uh, everything prior to them teaming up was wasn't too predictable, like, uh, so. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, let's just blow it open and, and talk about anything we want. I mean, I look. Let's talk, I said wait, I was, well, hold on a second. Let's talk about them fighting. That's that's the well. That's what I was going to talk about. Look, okay. I we'll I said Brian and I were talking last, before we saw it. We were Team Godzilla. It's not that I want Godzilla to beat Kong. It's just Team that Kong. I knew Godzilla was going to beat Kong. Team because Kong. he did. And yes, Jake, it's I'm with just you. because it's just because God's. I mean. Godzilla is the king of the monsters. He's the alpha. You can't, and it's Godzilla has nuclear powers. You know, yeah. like it's it's like Superman. Sure. And one of my friends brought this up. My my buddy 
uh, who brought this out? I think it was my buddy Shane. He said it's like Superman fighting Batman. Like it's because yeah. it, Godzilla is so powerful and Kong's just yes. using ground and pound, you know, uh, hand-to-hand combat fighting style, which is cool. But and an axe. Yeah. How are you going to – like once – look, God, Kong could have easily – Kong could have won the fights. He did. Um, but Godzilla – once you Godzilla gets his foot on you with all that weight – what can you do? So Look, okay, so yes, <laughs> as as far as as far as like the Hong Kong battle goes, um, at the at the end of the fight, yes, Godzilla won. I mean, he knocked he he knocked Kong out until the morning. The dude was just KO'd. He almost uh, drowned him in yes. the ocean. Yeah, he he he, is, he almost KO'd. But I will say this, uh, and this is credit to Adam Wingard a thousand percent. My God, did he make Kong look like a badass? Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. made him look like. Jumping yeah. from building to building, using the axe, the way he was dodging the atomic breath, like unbelievable. I will also say, um, in the first two Godzilla movies, we saw Godzilla was only able to use like a little power of the atomic breath, right? But we saw at the end of the film, he was essentially like embedded with atomic ability. And it was he clear. uses it all the time. He doesn't even wait to use and, it anymore. And what I'm saying is, like, he, <laughs> yeah. he said, like yeah. it was really cool yeah. to see them build on that story from the previous movie that True. he is now the single most powerful being ever. Period. And at the end of the day, it's a situation where we knew Kong was never going to win, but they made us think by the end fight, Kong beat Mecha, and he saved Godzilla's life. And to, to Godzilla, that's a giant pass. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, dude, like you're really good in my book. I'm gonna let you live. We can maybe be partner titans in this. You go down there, you you rep Hollow Earth for us. I'll stay up here and we'll take over the world. And it was it was a really cool way. But the fighting in general, like, so and I thought cool. about this during the movie. The first couple movies, and this is not Kong because Kong's always been fast, but they made Godzilla look super fast. Finally. My biggest issue with these monster movies is that they always make these monsters look sure. slow. The punches are always like slow, big motion, and slow. right? Because because they're so big and like sure that would make sense, but why does that slow them down? They're at their own size. Just because they're not at our size doesn't mean they slow down. So I appreciated that they made them at full speed. Like when they were running, they were going like twenty five miles an hour, just zooming down. They were, the they were hauling. They were moving. And it made the fights that much more exciting. Like it really and like exhilarated myself and like hyped me up to see them like punch each other and yell at each other and Kong using the axe and like all this stuff. The underwater fight was badass. Uh, again, we go to the movie for this reason, and it absolutely delivered. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna. I just had a, I just, I just had a question. Uh, uh, do we know? Was that motion capture with? Uh, I, I was trying to remember Godzilla because you know, know, in Kong Skull Island, Toby Kebble did the mocap for. That's what Kong. I remember. I heard that, but yeah. I don't know did if he, they did, did it did this do... time around. I don't know. I was, I was wondering that same exact thing, but that reminds me of something. I was saying, I was explaining to people why I like root for Godzilla. I, this doesn't really make sense, but I just love the way Godzilla looks. Like he when they're when Me they're too. looking at each other face to face. I yes. love that scene, by the way, when they yell at each other. And like Kong looks great. Godzilla just looks like so mean. Like 
don't mess does, with me. Right? Like he just looks. <laughs> yeah. He look. I don't know how to explain it, man. He's he looks so mean, and I like yeah. that because. And they kept pro- zooming on his face too. Yeah, he awesome. and like, I mean, he he looks like an evil monster. And look, no matter what, they still both kill people on accident, like just because they're walking through the cities. And uh, stuff. Hong Kong is officially a deserted what? island. Whatever, just oh. destroy. Good lord. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, like, man. look, we like oh to think God. like, oh, they're heroes, but like Kong even threw that jet with the pilot in it still. Like, yeah, right. he doesn't want to hurt yeah, people, right. but he's like, sorry, you gotta. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this this moment was dope AF. This yeah, moment, I didn't dope. notice that the first time. I didn't notice that the first dope time. Dope AF, dude. Kong is a badass man. He is. Yeah, he, he earned that King Kong title. He 100 earned that King Kong well, title. He's that the king of Hollow Earths. That dude is ferocious. The way he the way he smacked those flying lizards together in Hollow Earth. My God. Yeah, and yeah, he likes it, ripping heads off and eating the inside of the head. Hey, he's a monkey. He's a monkey. And eating I think the, he tried yeah, to right. eat. He tried <laughs> to eat Mecha Godzilla's head too, but he's like, "Wait, this is electronic." Uh, right. Just to answer your guys' question, there wasn't motion motion capture used this time. Ah, uh, yeah, it oh, worked. Really? Maybe there was wow. too much action or something. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, it, worked, it worked. So whatever. Um, I. I loved it. It was just freaking awesome. And it I I actually kind of didn't mind how Mecha Godzilla came into it. Like it cuz the way I and I, I this could just be me, but the way I look at it, they kind of fought King Ghidorah because mm, he said that the skull is emitting. Yes, sun. it's 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 emitting. It's well. He says it's the DNA. Like somehow the DNA is influencing Mecha Godzilla. Like the original DNA of Ghidorah. I just, and, I just, I, I say man, just because Ghidorah is the three-headed monster. That's why. That's. that's I do kind of wish somehow Ghidorah yeah. would have came back. In, it, like, we're action. kind of discussing it. It's kind of like BVS with Zod, and and that like it's the conscious. Like he just. Right like wants to kill Godzilla like he hates Godzilla and he just wants yeah, to defeat dude, him Mecha, and- Mecha Godzilla I mean he kind of looked a little strange the design of him but he he was it, he was all the badass Godzilla didn't couldn't Godzilla I don't think Godzilla got one hit on him No that God, Godzilla 100% would have died if Kong Team Kong didn't step in Well they set it up they're like look Godzilla's going to win the fight but Kong's gonna take out Mecha Godzilla, dude. The way was... he came in and saved Godzilla's life, so what, Gio? Why are you shaking your head, Gio? Oh, Gio, what you got? What you got? Kong did not beat Mecha Godzilla. Hell yeah, he did. A cup of water beat Mecha Godzilla. Nah, brah. Nah. Kong yeah, that was. That ass. So I forget what happened. So like they dumped the cup of water, okay. or the, the alcohol. They dumped the alcohol on the thing, but then did he like, what happened to Mecha Godzilla after that? I forget. Like, did he it, just like. They fried his circuit. It's, yeah, his circuits went down. Okay, that was stupid. They didn't even need to do that. So, they could have just had I was gonna say, Kong kill him. <laughs> Those are my only, so there was two, the only two moments that made me roll my eyes, and that was one of them. And the other one was where the kid said Mecha Godzilla and I went okay you don't have to like <laughs> like you actually had well, to say somebody that cuz I remember it's me back to Mecha in the movie Ready Player too. 1 they did it they did that in Ready Player 1 too where someone we see it and then someone yells 
it's Mecha Godzilla. And I'm like, yes, we know. We see it. It's Mecha Godzilla. You don't have to say it. And that, that was just me. That's what I did. Like, it's not a big they, deal. But I did roll my They eyes. say it like they know what Mecha Godzilla is. Like, no, no, no. It's well, yeah, so exactly. They, <laughs> exactly. The, the, uh, they called it something else. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? Um, I didn't oh even catch it. Brian Tyree. Brian Tyree Brian. Henry. He yeah. said something, and then the what kid goes, No. That's Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, he yeah. he called. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. So Absolutely speaking of that, nice. like I I actually liked him in the movie. Like Brian I Tyree thought he Henry? was I thought he was good, but I but the best right. human part I think I mean I I'm assuming I know Geo agrees with me on this is the little girl and her being able to communicate with Kong. Like I love that's that great. stuff. Like that that's me the too. kind of storytelling you can do in these monster movies and have it be compelling. But like I don't know how you connect humans with godzilla and make it compelling like that's very difficult to do well and we we know from the history of kong that the the one piece there's two things with kong's history of of movie stories is that one he always dies by falling off the empire state building and two he has always has a connection with a woman he always has a connection with a woman that happens in Mm -hmm. peter jackson's right with naomi watts it happens in previous. Well, even movies. the original, the old school. Yes, yeah, but they yeah. tw- they made a twist on it, and they made it a, a deaf little right. girl who can communicate with her, which a hundred percent makes sense. We also saw how Kong treated Brie Larson in Skull Island. Uh, he also yeah. had a connection via her in that movie as well. So it might be this female thing with him. Maybe he can just like sense it. He's clearly smart. He's communicating. He doesn't hurt Rebecca Hall. Well, he misses either. his mom or something. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it absolutely makes sense. Sorry, Brian. It, it really played at the <laughs> he misses his mom. It it played at the emotions of the story, which is was much Maybe. needed. Um, and I also say, uh, I I said earlier that I like one of the two human stories. I loved everything that had to do with Rebecca Hall, Alexander Skarsgård, the young girl, Hollow Earth. I could not stand everything that was going on with Brian. Brian Tyree Henry and Millie Bobby Brown. They had nothing to do with them. Had nothing to do with them. But zero point not, of that having them. They they were not necessary. They were not necessary. Their story could have been weaved out so easily. And I look at it like this. I would have loved these movies to take the approach that the Apes movies did, where each movie had a new human element. Right? James Franco in the first, Jason Clark in the second, Woody Harrelson in the third. All new stories. Up until this point, they were doing that. They brought yeah, back two people. Millie Kyle Bobby Chandler, Brown and Kyle Chandler. They brought back Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown. Who had the least amount of screen time? Kyle Chandler. Yeah, I think they were trying no to like, to be there. oh, here's the humans who support Godzilla. In here's the humans There was no need Kong. for them to be there. No need. Yeah. Yes. Well, Gio, you had some thoughts yeah. on that, right? We were talking about it outside the theater. Like, you thought they could have cut it all out, but... There's also a reason for it too, like why they were in the movie. I'm sure there is, and once again, the fans will have to campaign to have a uh, cut released of this movie because apparently a lot of character backstory was uh, cut, including um, Isa Gonzalez's character. And you can tell, you can tell, because this movie got pushed, I believe, maybe even twice, at least once before the pandemic. It was moved around a lot. Mm -hmm before the pandemic and i was surprised I it was only like it was under two hours and I, I guarantee you they cut out a lot but to be honest i don't really need any more backstory on the humans I, i'd rather the movie be this for this movie for this movie i'd rather it be this length 
to be honest. Like, what is that going to do for me? Like, he, I, look, Isaac Gonzalez's character and her dad were like 90s villains from like they were terrible. Like, yes. they, not the performers, but the, the characters, the way they were written in their dialogue. And I don't think corporate you villains added to them to, to make that their parts yeah. better. But yeah. it does remind me, I, I love when when uh, they're trying to get out of Hollow Earth and Kong grabs their ship and he looks in it to make sure that nobody, like no good people are in there and he crushes it. I love that. <laughs> it's funny. You're shaking your head. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Well, because again, it's, it's that kind of mindset and Warner Brothers is setting up a very dangerous precedent with their movies. Mortal Kombat is the runtime is an hour and 50 minutes. And that movie is supposed to explore the mythology of the characters, which has grown since the first movie. And then obviously we know what they do with their DC properties. And now a movie like Godzilla versus Kong, it's like, why even bring these filmmakers in to do that? And why settle for less if there's more richer stories to be told with these humans? Why even have them in the movie if we're just going to be dragged? Oh, let, let's go figure out. Oh, yeah. It's Mechagodzilla. Great. He's in the he's in a movie for what 10 less than 10 minutes. It's just yeah. it's just I don't know. It's a uh, dangerous precedent. Uh, so so like, the thing is though that every uh, movie ever made has scenes, has studio notes and scenes cut from it. Uh every movie ever made ha has that happen to it. And yes, this is these are extreme examples, but that's part of movie making. So I well, think, I, but I know it's, I, it's okay I see what Gio's saying. They just need to they need to make better use of the time that they're going to have. I don't mind it being short, shorter than just you know, just as long as it's tightened up and it's paced well. And you, you if you're going to have characters, yeah, it depends. You know, you got to make a choice. It's stuff is hard to do. You know, you got to figure out which characters you want to have people care about, and which ones you don't. Um, so, uh, I, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I see what Gio's saying, but also, you know, in the case of, and we're not going to get off into moral combat, but I I can see where you're saying with that. But you know, there's a lot of characters there. Um, if they focused on one or two, like they did in the originals, where they kind of made Luke Kang the focus, uh, you know, this one, there's no people really that you can make the focus necessarily. It was more so the little girl, and then Rebecca Hall. And which, you know, which tied into Kong Skull Island because, you know, she came from she was a native. Her parents, I guess, were natives from that island, um, which was which was pretty good. You know, I like that. And I think the focus was trying to be more on that. Um, so that's it. I guess it didn't bother me. Um, I'm interested in uh, the Middle Earth. No, Middle Earth. Hollow uh, Earth. Hollow uh, Earth. Hollow Earth. Middle Earth. <laughs> Hollow Earth. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, they couldn't use the, that terminology. Crossover. It is Maybe, yeah, it basically was. Yeah, right. Hey, by it, the yeah, way, right. I never want to go to Hollow that. Earth. I never. No. I'm. I'm good. Keith. Keith. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you gonna Are you gonna agree with me in in am I am I saying or when I say I want a prequel movie of Kong's family on Hollow Earth? Yes. Yes. Yes, because there's a temple in there, and there seem to be there's a big old chair, I think, or was there a big chair? You, you, you just call it near. Kong, Hollow Earth, Kong, Hollow Earth. Like, right. well, you have you had Kong like Skull Island. Origin. No, clearly there's Kong origins. Kong origins. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, the legend of Kong. I see what mm. all that stuff's about. That place looks crazy. Well, Kong big, weird wouldn't be in it, right? 
Maybe it'd be, it would be Kong's family. They're all Kongs. Yeah. Jacob, it's a line. Mm. But we, I want to see like Kongs. the original. Yeah, right. I want to see like the original King Kong because obviously there was a throne there. The the King Kong held held would, the axe. Would like, the battle between yeah. the, the Godzilla and the Kongs would that be too expensive to make? I don't Jake just wants there, to man. See, do it. Can we do see? Jake that? just wants to see Kong win. Against Godzilla. Kong it. already won. He won my heart. <laughs> he did not. He won my um, heart. He won your heart. Okay. I want you guys to think about this because it is a question I want to ask. Where could they go from here? I don't know if somebody wants to answer that now. Oh, I got a question. I got an answer. Okay, let's let's talk about it now. Then screw it. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla versus Pacific Rim. No. Uh, I think you possible. said that before no, I think that's possible. too. I think you've said that before. But then what? Let's that do it. Jill, would they always yeah. exist in the same world? They're same studio. No, I'm. Studio. I'm just saying, like, if they did that, did the events of Pacific Rim happen in this world? Like, maybe they can Pacific jump, Rim's maybe they in the can future. They can jump 20, 50 years and be like, "Look, Godzilla's still out here, and the Pacific Rim program has been taking place yeah. in the future." And There's does, a way to get Charlie Hunnam back. You have a fight does Godzilla, Godzilla fight on the sides of the monsters, or the you get or you get Charlie Hunnam to battle Godzilla. Give me now. <laughs> Are there um, any Gio? What do you, what you got? No, hey, I agree. Um, there was actually uh, talk about that um, right before the movie came out about whether that was possible, and um, like yeah. they're owned by the same company. It makes sense, right? You can only do so many monsters versus monsters. How about the humans and their giant robots with monsters fighting other ones? You know, you gotta you gotta find a way to continue pushing it if you're gonna. Include humans, at least make them useful. Just imagine that poster: Godzilla Listen. and Gypsy Danger stand. Dude, let's go. Yeah, but you the, want the, the robots the, the to brain... kick Godzilla's ass? Hell yeah! Well, not to be Godzilla, no. but, but look, the brain, <laughs> the brain melding thing with the robot machine—that could be a night, like a precursor to that technology. That was like the, the beginning brain, so. of it. Yeah. No, I don't. The drift. No, they could, please, Keith no. called the drift. Uh, trivia, movie trivia. The drift, right? Very good, uh, man. This is like you guys any... trying to cross over Transformers and Power Rangers, man. I... Uh, Jacob, that's inevitable. <laughs> that's inevitable. <laughs> no, that's them trying to cross. Yeah. Yeah. No, Same no, thing. No, if no, this no, keeps, sorry, sorry. I, I mean Transformers and Transformers and GI Joe. Yes, yeah. that's well, yeah. they're all at the same yeah. company now. But uh, I right. look. I think all right. So King in the mythology, King Ghidorah is from outer space. Yes. Um, and I I don't know if they ever confirmed that he is in this or not. Oh, they I, said it in King of the Monsters. Yeah, so where'd he come from? Like, what? And then I think in one of the old movies, like, all, the aliens show up and they pick up, they put King Ghidorah yeah. in their ship and stuff. But well, honestly, yeah. so if I had the planet. ultimate choice, if I had the ultimate choice, I want a movie with no humans where it goes back to the time where the Titans are rolling the Earth. That's I what I want. agree. That's what I want. Well, you have to have dialogue in the movie, though. No, you don't. I don't no, you don't. Honestly, I'm I think movie audiences Look, these days I would are watch okay that, but and ready never make for a that. movie without the apes dialogue. did the sign language shit. I so. think I think I think moviegoers these days are a hundred percent ready for a film with no dialogue. I, I don't think they'll I, ever make that. Okay, I'd be so down though. Jake, look how they reacted to. Well, wait, I didn't get to say my. Already not I, I didn't get to say what I think they should do is that if they should play on how King Ghidorah came from outer space and wherever he came from whatever civilization he's part of or like if there's other mm -hmm. like 
human type aliens or if there's big monster aliens alien fucking invasion with king Ghidorah type creatures and kong godzilla and all the other monsters that are still alive have to defend earth big kaiju alien invasion movie that's what i want i mean that's what i want there's it'll be so expensive but yeah i would and superman there's let superman show up to help fight them and just have LeBron make the team, right? Oh my God, guys, guys! <laughs> Titans, double colon Warner Brothers universe. Jesus, there we go. Okay, so there's still arguably a movie Justice left. Justice League versus Godzilla. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> there's still, I mean, there's still a couple Godzilla uh, villains left. Arguably, maybe even the greatest one that is uh, Jet Jaguar. Yeah, this so- guy. I <laughs> I remember doing. I was doing some research on that, and it's ridiculous. Who is, who is essentially a giant Power Ranger, <laughs> but uh, or, or Ultraman. That's yeah, what someone that. said that. Or right, here we go. Give us a Hollywood Ultraman. There you go. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, they could do Ultraman. Yeah. I miss Mothra. Very I cool. like Mothra. And, right, and, and you uh, know what? I'll. The do, I do want to move on to. I want to talk about Cinemark here in a quick second. But this is a good point by Chuck too. I think the only mm-hmm. way that you could do it: round out the Godzilla trilogy and do the death of Godzilla. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give you Destroya, but don't kill him. <laughs> Destroya. That's his name. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just Destroyer looks like he comes from another planet, so that so could kind of work with what Jacob was saying. Are all the monsters that were at the end of King of the Monsters? They're still alive, right? Like, yeah, they, yeah, they're just they they've all been hi- in hiding. They're like, we're not getting involved in this fight, guys. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Studio cut them. <laughs> they're like, we're out of this one. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I was surprised yeah. they kept. Uh, what is it? Is it Ronan the? The devil. Ronan was in King of the Monsters. Yeah, that they kept him alive. Like I thought he was dead, uh, but they show oh, him yeah. at the end. He's kneeling. Mm-hmm. He was injured though. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, gents. Let's let's wrap this up and let's talk about our experience at Cinemark. Uh, I uh, I may have also just because of this pre-ordered the double set of Godzilla and Kong uh, Funkos fighting. I'm, I'm waiting for the the sideshow collectible version. Oh my god. Don't even god. get me. I can't afford it. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, all right, let, let's talk about Damn our it. experience at Cinemark, guys, because look, we have been waiting a year. <laughs> Jacob didn't even think about it until you put it. We, we have been waiting a year to go back to the movie theater. Uh, well, three of the five of us, because two of us ditched the others for a certain movie, but that's okay. Um, oh, yeah. We went back to the theater. We got to experience the protocols and uh, all of the things that they're putting in place for COVID as far as an experience. We got a private screening. Mm-hmm. I would love everybody to just give kind of a quick sentence or two or thoughts on their experience with the theater in general, the cleanliness, uh, the private screening as well. Uh, that way, any of our viewers who are watching who may be in the area of a Cinemark or doing a private screening, uh, they kind of get a word out there if they've not done it yet. Uh, Jacob, if you just want to start, we'll go down the row. Uh, yeah, I from the experience. You know, yes, I saw Tenet when it came out, but it was it wasn't the same. This was with. You know, so at Cinemark, they're doing private theater rentals I, I, in California, Northern California, where we are. It's it's 150 for a new release and you can have up to 20 people. And if you if 20 people go and you split it, it's like 750 a ticket. So if you're comfortable going, I highly recommend it. Because, and especially you can go with the people that 
you're comfortable with that you know and they they wipe down all the theaters they have those spray sanitation machines and i i i was not worried at all like i, I had a good time like they even uh from the moment you walk in the door like they have the doors locked because they don't want a bunch of people just coming in like they everything's yeah. pretty safe and the way they handle the concessions and all that so i you know i i I know they had theaters were like officially dead closed for a while, but I wish we would have done this sooner. Like this, it's a great alternative to just going now. So, and, and I wouldn't like some of my family members were going to watch Congress Godzilla. And I was like, you guys need to go watch it in theaters. And they ended up renting a private theater as well. Um, and with some of their friends. So I, I think it was a great experience, honestly. Right. I agree. Uh, you walk in and you immediately smell how it was clean. It it like you were like, oh dang, this actually you could tell it's clean. There wasn't a crumb on the ground, nothing. It was it was great. Um, if you can afford to pay with some friends and some people you trust, absolutely do it. I I mean, I went with people that I trust. Um, I mean, I also am double vaxxed already, but um, it it was a great experience. And uh, I mean, everything we did from the concessions to sitting down to leaving, I never once didn't feel uncomfortable and perfect size. Even if we didn't want to sit near each other, we could have spread out and been comfortable with the amount of space yeah. we had. Um and you know that it, people, we felt comfortable because Jacob's a germaphobe and he sat next to us. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, it, it was it was great. I was pretty impressed, to be completely honest. So, Gio? Yep, I echo what Jacob and Brian said. Um, I was impressed with the way that they handled the crowds. Um, there was a manager standing by at the concessions, directing people where to go. And I thought that was very professional. They have placements on the floor where it's safe social distancing. And obviously the private uh, theater, you want to walk into a clean environment. Um, I would know something about that because I was a hotel manager before this pandemic and cleanliness was a big thing um, heading in. So when COVID got really bad, but um they're taking the right protocols and they're doing the right thing. This will probably be probably be the normal going into the new year. Um, it'll just be that way until everybody's vaccinated. So it's a process. Be patient. But I get, definitely give my endorsement to Cinemark. Keith? Yes, absolutely. Same here. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing, the, uh, the cleaning, everything that they're doing now, the efforts that they're making, which is great and I love something they should have been doing for years prior to this, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, listen, we, however you got to get there, you got to get there. So hopefully this is, this is you know, normal for all theaters going forward. So, cause like Brian said, you could just tell, you could just smell like, Oh, it smells clean in here, you know, which is awesome. Um, and so that the cleanliness part aside, I wasn't even worried about any kind of a transmission of anything. Um, yeah, I like Brian, you know, I got my vaccine uh, the week before, so I wasn't worried about that. Um, my first shot, uh, and, but yeah, you know, it, I wasn't worried about, uh, anything else. There weren't as many people there as I was kind of thinking there might be 
But look, our group, and I know we, yeah, we joke. Obviously, yes, I went and saw Tenet back in uh, September. There were less Ooh. people there. There were less people there at that showing than we had in our group. Okay, there was like six people in that theater, and they were all spread out. So uh, <laughs> we were all sitting together. So um, <laughs> you know, but like Brian said, you, you, you could sit wherever. I mean, the whole theater, like that was awesome. That was all, the best part, you know. And there was enough of us to where you could hear reactions from all of our, our like our group and stuff. So it was kind of like being in a in a you know packed, not packed, of course, but you know, just seeing it yeah, with enough, I, enough of a group. I went you got to go see a movie experience. with less people than that before. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Right. It was like, you know, but, but no, you still got that communal experience because it was us, you know, obviously our, our group, we had, I hadn't been to it. I was thinking about it. Um, cause I, I didn't see rise of Skywalker with you guys. Cause I had to work, but I, I, that was the first time seeing a movie with you guys since I think, uh, end game. Uh, so we're talking nearly two years. Yeah. I'm glad you can see so, rise of Skywalker um, with us. Yeah. Uh, you, you should be, cause I would have, you would have seen a very angry face coming out of the theater. <laughs> like, what is what? Um, <laughs> but that was great. Listen, that part, like I said, that all aside, I mean, that was worth it alone just to you know see the movie with my friends again. So, yeah, yeah I will. Cool. I will echo everyone's uh, everyone's comments. Um, I just want to give a big a uh, big applause to Cinemark on the way that they're handling this. Um, they yeah. are making sure that not only that we feel comfortable the second we walk through the door with. Uh, sanitate sanitize stations or employees helping us and um, you know making us feel safe inside the environment but they're also promoting it on the screen before the film that way they know that we know as viewers like look we're taking this just as serious as you want us to um, and like Brian and everyone else mentioned you could smell it as you walked in it didn't feel dirty it didn't smell dirty it didn't feel like we were walking into something old it felt like they had been taking care of the theater um, and it's absolutely something mm -hmm. that I would uh, that I plan on doing again, obviously, and um, we plan on doing it quite a bit for private screenings for the foreseeable future. I will also say that yeah. if this becomes a new norm, um, when things do get back to normal, I'll happily do a private screening because I, I thought the private screening was handled beautifully. It was awesome. Um, yeah. I, whatever, as far as the app, uh, just just going and purchasing a private screening and picking a time and and the way that we distribute the tickets on our own. You know, we we say how many numbers. Like for example, I bought the private screening. So 150 bucks. I went up to the ticket counter and said, Hey, we have 14 people in our private screening. She printed out 14 tickets mm. for us. It was very nice. simple, very easy. We divided the money on ourselves. Right. Um, there was no issue on that side with people paying at the movie theater. It was all on our end, and that's how it should be, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was done very, very well. Uh, Cinemark is crushing at that point. I also just, as far as the COVID protocols and everything, they did a really, really good job as well. Um, just for example, guys, uh, you know, you go to Back, you know, a year and a half ago, you'd go see a movie like Kong or Godzilla versus Kong on opening night. You know, for like an XD theater, which we did, it'd be anywhere from seventeen to twenty-two dollars. We paid ten fifty for our tickets. We paid ten fifty for our tickets for the private mm. screening. If you have the ability yeah. to do a private screening, I know some people in the chat are saying that's not possible, and I'm I'm sorry that it's not possible. But if you have the ability, wherever you are, yeah. it is highly, highly, highly worth it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It also feels very cool. You're in a theater with just the people that you know, the people that you want to see a movie with. You right. can you can talk and jabber before the movie starts. You can play around and the movie starts, and you're having fun yelling and screaming and doing whatever you want. There's not going to be any jackhole yelling at you from two rows back. You know, it's it's fun. It's it's a good environment, and I give all the credit to Cinemark for creating that for us, and we're very, very thankful. So, I can't wait to see mm -hmm. us in a theater for Mortal Kombat and seeing, like, <laughs> 
these gruesomeness and just all of us going, oh my god! They're just some like. <laughs> I'll say, by the way, that was the first time we saw the Mortal Kombat trailer in theaters, and the special effects look yeah. so much better in the in the theater. Like Goro awesome. looked way yeah. better on the big screen when I thought he didn't look that good on my computer. So the theater is definitely the way to go. For sure. Yeah. It's almost yeah, Mortal Kombat time. I Jacob, can wait. you make there... it that long? I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm super stoked for that. My most anticipated. Um, well, if that's uh, our last thoughts on that, then that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Apocalypse Now. I want to thank everybody in the chat for participating. We love having you guys and girls in the chat talking with us. Uh, makes uh, makes it a lot more fun as well. Please don't forget to check us out on uh, our audio podcasts. Anywhere you listen to audio podcasts, you can find us at Apocalypse Movies, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts. You can find us there. And also... Um, the link for that is in the description as well as our merchandise. Uh, Rachel shared that earlier in the chat, but you can find the link to our T-shirts, mm -hmm. mugs, anything you want to buy with the Pocketflix logo, you can find at TeePublic in the links in the description. And before we get out of there, I'm going to let the crew say their goodbyes and tell you where you can find them online. I'm going to go to you, Gio. Uh, let them know where they can find you online, man. On Twitter at Grey Goose Jedi. Um, you can also check out my YouTube channel, Phantom United. Um, I'm working on a video right now. I'm basically basically gonna rip Warner Brothers a new one for what they just did. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. I also did a DCEU villains ranking. So if you're curious where, where I rank the DC villains, Ooh. check that out as well. Is Granny Goodness number one? She didn't make the cut. Ah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm curious to see where Lex Luthor landed on that. Um, Keith, what, let them know where they can find you. And what's your YouTube channel, man? No. <laughs> my YouTube channel. I actually do have one. If you guys want to find it, it has my uh, films from that I made from, in film school are on there. So if you guys oh, want to wow. find that, you can. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> you can just search for my name. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm on, on Twitter, at KeithBarnes79. I have 97 followers, okay? Let's get me over 100. I only need wow. three more to get Who's 100, gonna be that? 100 Who's followers. Who's going to be that triple digit? Who's going to be that triple digit? Actual people. No bots. Because one of them, my new ones I just noticed is a bot. Some weird bot. So actual people. <laughs> hey, you take what you can get. I am. That's how I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Instagram, uh, Keith Barnes, 1979, where I made my first ever post. It's a picture of us at theater. Um, Jake left too soon. So we couldn't get him, so we replaced him with uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, I mean, so if Craig you're going to get replaced by anyone. Hey, did we actually <laughs> Photoshop his face in there? We were no, because people figured it out before we could do it. <laughs> oh, wow. Daniel Craig. <laughs> we're gonna Photoshop Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed better, man. He was in a suit, you know. Um, Jake Berlin, yeah, where can I find you online, man? Jake doesn't do the spoldering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you've just never seen it, Keith. That's all. Um, yeah, you can find me everywhere, guys. I'm on YouTube every single day. Uh, I'm literally on YouTube every single day. Uh, obviously here multiple times a week on Apocalypse. I just want to give a few plugs for us. Hit us up on Twitter right there. Uh, give us a follow. You can get all our links there. Have conversations with us. Um, if you guys have any questions with us, you guys can obviously send them to Streamlabs, which is right over there. We did get a Streamlabs a little while ago from Park Fails. Uh, a $5 donation that said, hello, I am here now. Uh, so thank oh. you. Thank you very much hello. for that. 
Um, like I said, that was a little while ago, but we were in the midst of a conversation. Uh, for myself, um, I'm also a part of a channel called A Certain Point of View, uh, which is all Schmodown related. Uh, it's a Schmodown after show. We do reactions. We talk Schmodown. We talk to guests. Um, we do a lot of fun things over there uh, that has to do with the movie trivia Schmodown. I also have my own little channel as well called The Whiskey Jedi, where I talk Star Wars and whiskey. Um, and I'll be having a new episode on Thursday, so look out for that as well. And yeah, I think that's everything. And the Twitter sensation, Brian Avalicino, let us know about your six <laughs> shows and <laughs> where they can find you online. I know. Damn, if I had only started Tequila Sis sooner. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where's your Harry Potter show, Brian? I know. Um, oh, that's us. Oh, no, that's us. No, we're doing that. Okay. Together. That's me. That's okay, me gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, Dumbledore's well, Army. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, if you can't find me on Twitter after today, good luck. Uh, it's B at Biavolicino. And uh, I am also with Jake on a certain point of view, a Schmodown show, um, where we talk a bunch of stuff about Schmodown. So, uh, yeah. And Jacob, where can they find you? <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Um, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at Jacob Bartley. 824 and you can also I, I do a couple things on the side as well i have a power rangers podcast called off the grid where i talk mostly comics but i also review the sh new shows even if they're not that great um i also do for those of you who play fantasy football i also have a, a podcast or a youtube channel called first round fantasy um uh, the nfl drafts coming up a lot of cool stuff especially 49ers trading up to the third overall pick so we'll be talking a lot about that actually tomorrow so find us there. And uh, of course, here at Apocalypse Movies, please subscribe, like, and comment if you have not already. And we will see you, of course, this Friday for Marvel Rewind and next Tuesday for Apocalypse Now. Till then, take care. <laughs>